Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Andy Brassel. A tactical innovator. All this tippy-tappy stuff, everybody keeps going about the right way to play football. is all a lot of A thought leader in the field of technology. They get tested to every level and what the maxims are. A transfer market disruptor. Oh, absolutely sublime from the French World Cup winner. Sam Allardyce has been all these things. Sam Allardyce is a, is a genius. He may now have a reputation as the last resort for a relegation firefight, but it wasn't always so. Between 1999 and 2007, he transformed Bolton Wanderers, the club where he started his senior playing career in 1971, into a modern outfit that ruffled feathers, blooded noses and defied expectations. There is the final whistle. Bolton Wanderers have beaten Arsenal. The champions have fallen. During his reign, they'd gained promotion to the Premier League, reached the League Cup final and even qualified for an adventure in the UEFA Cup. With three minutes to go here, and the Portuguese crowd is stunned by a Portuguese youth international. One of the first managers to use Prozone, his meticulous data led approach brought results that were seemingly against the odds, and his way with people meant that the most unlikely of players would regularly rock up in Lancashire and get stuck in. You're in your care. 
And Okocha! World Cup winner Yuri Djorkaev, Real Madrid's Ivan Campo and Fernando Hierro, the dazzling JJ Akotcha, Nicolas Anelka, and many other high-profile names joined the cause. People said it wasn't pretty. People found their style abrasive. People didn't like them. Did he care? Yes, he did. But he absolutely loved it, and he was really, really smug about it. So settle down and listen, because you might learn something in the Football Rabble's Guide to Sam Allardyce at Bolton Wanderers. Here we go. <laughs> here we go here we bloody go get in the high backed armchair damn right um, a lot of you have been asking for this topic mm. uh, interestingly enough including the weary writer a couple of weeks ago who tweeted when are we going to get a rambles guide to Allardyce's Galacticos give the big man some credit and relish in the incredible Bolton team he put together um, yes I mean we are recording this before the final weekend of the Premier League season. Yeah, but I, I don't um, think whatever happens in that situation, yeah. this will not diminish his achievements at um, Bolton. Or, or eclipse them. Or eclipse them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, of course, he managed Bolton Wanderers between 1999 and 2007. Uh, and when he took over, they were in, in the old Division One or, or the Championship, as it's, as it's called now. Uh, and um, they went all the way into European football. It is quite incredible to look back at those times and remember them. Mm. He had a very different reputation, didn't he? Yeah. You know, he um, the idea was always, oh, what could Sam Allardyce do with a big budget? Because um, he seemed like this really sort of up and coming, exciting new manager at Bolton. And yes, mm-hmm. um, sometimes the, the style was abrasive, but it, it wasn't always as well. I think that's one of the things that's been forgotten about mm. them. They didn't. It's not like there's this idea that they were sort of long ball merchants and mm-hmm. that he's always been like boring and yeah. playing to percentages, which to a degree he's he, well, he did, and he he built his style on the idea of playing to percentages, I suppose. Mm. But they had some really talented players in well, there, yeah. and they would play some good football sometimes. Well, you can't. I mean, you can't attract some of the names that he did. And and for them, you know, some of them are loan deals as well. And you thought, well, okay, they'll go on a loan deal because they're maybe not playing for the cup. I mean, that that is a coup in itself. Yeah. But you can sell a loan deal, six months loan deal, to something like Bruno Ingotti or something like that, who came from Marseille, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, you you can sell a loan deal, as I say, and think, come on, we're in the Premier League. Come down, you'll have a lovely time. None of these players stayed. I mean, there were there, there were two sides to that, weren't there? Because when these sort of players started coming to Bolton. Mm. It was, I think it's worth underlining what a huge shock it was. Yeah. The, the, the mm. Premier League, people were really stunned. But I think there's a couple of things that are apparent here. Firstly, the fact that Allardyce was always looking to innovate, mm-hmm. whether it was with tactics or recruitment, and he was just finding a way to get it done. If you get it on that short-term deal, you can sell it to a player yeah. because it's just short-term. Mm-hmm. You're not prejudicing the future of the club because mm-hmm. if you go down, you don't have to keep them and you don't have to keep playing them a fortune mm-hmm. and you start building this incredible reputation mm. and it shows you that his way with people I mean again the reputation that's that's it isn't it that, that he can relate to these big players yeah, yeah. and when he convinced them part of it I think sometimes one can forget how transfers work you know people think oh well I want to play for that club in that crowd and and blah blah blah. There's an awful lot of negotiation going on, and the manager often plays a key role in that. Mm. And he did. You know that club was at that time was 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 built in his image, and so on. And and, and again, like we can we've, we've had a laugh about Sam Allardyce over the years, but that's based on some of the silly things he comes out with, yeah. and so on. But and that's it, all part of it, isn't it? There's there's a there's, there seems to be a very different public persona um, compared to the persona that players talk about. He kind of betrays that a little bit, I would go as far to say. And Allardyce, maybe he sort of enjoys it and that's his 
kind of personality. He's maybe having a bit of fun or whatever. But it's also sometimes he does sound a little bit bitter sometimes. Yeah. And I think if you know if this Bolton side, they, they were great, and they and and we are you know that's why we're talking about them now, and a lot of people um, remember them. It just didn't quite win a trophy, but yeah. I don't think that that sullies it particularly. But Allardyce, he does sometimes, you know, uh, almost like talk himself up, and it's never nice when people kind of do that, really. No, and and I think because there was a lot of churn, you would say, in, in the Bolton side. Like he 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 brought players in for short contracts who, who and then moved them on. Um, and I think once you he, he did have a massive uh, backroom staff. He did have a lot of, like sports massage people on 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 hand as well. That was just for him. That was just for him. <laughs> that was just the massage the necks as the ball was flying over the <laughs> top of them, <laughs> as they say. Um, but uh, he would. I do think that kind of like oh, this guy seems to know what he's doing. Yeah. He's got brought a lot of tech in. He's got us on vibrating plates and make us want to poo ourselves, which is what literal um, uh, description of how those vibration plates work <laughs> from a Newcastle player when oh, he right. when he joined. But um, for a moment, I thought you meant to eat off of. Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy going everywhere. <laughs> Just a more exciting. You got your vib. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but he uh, he had a phrase called um, uh, "pomo" that right. he would shout quite a lot. Position of maximum opportunity. Yes. And that became a kind of byword for loan shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I do think that like he. I think it, it works with a new player coming to the club. So I go, oh, this guy's using a lot of like new mm. stuff I've never seen before. And then you start to go, I mean, he's bought the stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure he knows how this all fits together. But he got results. Well, we, but we he do did. a lot of churn. I think I mean, that's that's quite interesting. In when when we're talking about he has this modern reputation mm-hmm. of being quite self-aggrandizing. You're thinking, well, you know, maybe it's because he didn't get the credit for how good this is, and he's mm. understandably a bit put out. of uh, about it yeah. but I think he was always like that but back in back in those days Allardyce and Bolton were an underdog story I mean yeah. Pomo is quite a good example of yeah. that because that was such a key tenet of, of, of what he did you know mm. the idea that you know he analysed the t- statistics and if you put in a long throw mm. where's the place that it ends up the most often after that long throw yeah. that's where you stick a player to put it in yeah. the back of the yeah. net it's playing the percentages mm. He never invented that phrase. That comes from Charles Hughes, the director of mm-hmm. coaching of the FA, who, again, was much reviled, had a massive chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. because he felt that he wasn't given the credit for how innovative his methods were. He thought up that, what, 10 years before? Mm. And Allardyce has said, right, I'm going to have that. But, but I mean, he, he is that... also using new technology yeah. to, to really drill down in that. And to to apply it in a way that maybe wasn't possible before. And I think the thing that probably annoyed him a lot is that he's he has brought in this what is you know widely regarded to be an innovation in terms of using those technologies. Then everyone else has adopted it and called him a dinosaur. Yeah, but but it wasn't just him though, was it? No, I mean course. they were doing it all well, over the Steve, world. Steve, like, he, he was, Steve McLaren was using it. Interestingly, I think it was was he at Derby? Mm. And when he went to Manchester United, yeah. and said, "I want to use this here." And I think Prozone said, "You're going to have to pay us some money if you win a, a trophy." Yeah, it was Fifty or something. grand a trophy, and they of course they won the treble that year. So so he wasn't the Should only one using it. Progressing an existing concept. Mm. Absolutely. I, right. I think he used technologies in like certainly when he was at Newcastle which I obviously know a bit better than his time at Bolton but like he would he set up these um lots of like speakers. Mm. So Big Sam would be mic'd up and every time like you know the ball was like whacked up to um, Mark Viduka he'd sort of go oh and <laughs> And and it was really loud, yeah. and all the players just cracked up. They couldn't stop laughing. What? So just him going. Oh. Why was he doing that? 
that? I don't know. I did, presumably this is marginal gains. I'm not using technology properly. I don't know. No Making sure the... the players knew exactly what you were saying at any one time. Oh. Ooh. Didn't work out for him at Newcastle. No, it didn't work out for Newcastle. Yeah, it's when he got on the loudspeaker at the stadium. <laughs> Every time they got near the goal, oh, and fans but, didn't like it. But him him leave. I mean, we'll probably go on to it, but the, the whole reason why uh, he, he left a Bolton is just because they just didn't want to spend the money ambitions. that he wanted. Match yeah. his ambitions, really. Yeah. And, and he wanted to speculate to the tune of like six or seven million on a couple of new players. And the club sort of went, we could find ourselves in a bit of trouble chasing this European, uh, the, the Champions League spots that they yeah. never yeah. got in the end. And that well, they could find themselves in the championship. The, he took them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it didn't take them into the Champions League, but that's where it got to. And and to go back to the start when he when he when he um took the job at Bolton, he replaced Colin Todd in November. And he had resigned because the club was selling players to raise funds for the new Reebok Stadium. So that's the situation you're in. So not a lot of cash, but an, an, an impressive stadium. Especially Bolton is it's not a, a huge city or anything like no. that. I think because of this team, Bolton became... I mean, for crying out loud, you know, um, Bayern winger Kingsley Coman revealed recently that his favourite English team was Bolton because he grew up watching the side. Yeah, you know, nice. a, lot of, a lot of people abroad will have heard of Bolton purely because of the football team. A mm. bit like Blackburn, I suppose yeah. you could say. Yeah. Similar sort of size of place. Uh, 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 and all that. So when Allardyce comes in, team morale is obviously um, very low. Um, he arranged a team bonding holiday at a, a five-star hotel in Cheshire, um, but um, things didn't quite go to plan on that uh, on that holiday. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, he's still the first thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> he still had Colin Todd's son playing for him, didn't yeah. he, Andy? Yes, exactly. Yeah, who was no shrinking violet, it is fair to say. Yeah, I mean, so essentially, the first thing that happens, mm. uh, first thing of note in his in his reign, is they're on this team bonding session. They um they go for a round of golf and then they all get quite drunk. Um, <laughs> and Andy Todd, as we've already discussed, is is Colin Todd's son. Apparently, he's a bit of a hothead, mm. uh, and he breaks Phil Brown's jaw. <laughs> the the rumour is that he did it in a toilet with an ashtray. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I don't know how true that is. Oh, where do you um, ever that, see an ashtray anymore? It's just yeah. well, not in a toilet. In a toilet. <laughs> what sort of golf club is this? Yeah, yeah. I thought. Um, just think, it's reminding of that story of Jules Breach. <laughs> yeah. But that was very much on inanimate objects. Yeah, yeah. Not you see, on... I've I've been to a wedding at Mottram Hall, and it is very very nice, mm. very exclusive. I, I, I think. Which five star? I think it's Bolton are like, you know, they're in Bugsy Malone or something. Just <laughs> well, it, it, when, again, moving on to when he was at Newcastle, and we're not talking about that, obviously, but when uh, the, the one of the first weirdos they did mm. was uh, in Austria, in a place, and uh, the apparently the bar bill for cigars and brandy was... <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> horrific. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. and I think it was no Mike more Ashley, summer sidings. No, exactly. I think Mike Ashley was footing the bill by that point. But yeah. he uh, the fireplace but they, cleaning bill. But, they, <laughs> but they apparently, uh, but um, he'll pick out that bill. <laughs> but a lot of the, um, you know, at this point, football is very professional, and I think yeah. um, some of the uh, footballers for Newcastle United were surprised that. Uh, a lot of the staff were smelling of alcohol in the morning, which is not a good look. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Yeah, well, um, Allies managed to turn things around that season. So they went from the bottom half of the table to finishing in the playoffs and also got to two semi-finals of the FA Cup and the League Cup. While Amazing. In the, while in the second tier. Really impressive mm, stuff. Very impressive. Like there aren't enough games to contend with already. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So he was handsomely rewarded with a 10-year contract. <laughs> Blimey, this is going well. We'll keep him. Proto-pods. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was forced to sell a couple of big names in that summer, including Ida Johnson. Um, but he did have a young Kevin Nolan coming through the ranks. 
uh, from the youth team. He would play 377 games under Allardyce over the course of his career, scoring 70 goals. Not a striker. And that is quite something. <laughs> Nolan and, and Allardyce, just a match made in heaven. Yeah. Mm. And again, talking of the, you know, the Pomo stuff of position of optimum, whatever you said. Position no, of maximum opportunity. Thank you. Nolan just just gobbled all that up. Nolan was one of those players who you think, what is he, what is he good at? He's not particularly quick. He be, just so effective. Yeah. Mm. So Brian very, Robson, really. It's harsh from Brian Robson. Is it? You don't think? I think it's compliment to both of them. Compliment to both of them. <laughs> um, Allardyce reinvested the money from uh, those sales from um, uh, Good Johnson and, and, and the others uh, into improving the facilities and backroom staff, which helped them enormously, of course, when they returned to the Premier League. That, that's, and again, a, that's a real key point. It is. It, it really put, brought that club into the modern era. Now, of course, they've, they've already got the stadium coming. Mm. But it's all very well having a shiny stadium. But if you don't have the facilities and the, and the tools to make sure those who are performing in the stadium can, can, can get the best out of themselves, then... You know, you, you don't want to be that club um, who, you know, the away fans go, well, thanks, this has been great for us because it's a lovely stadium and we win here, you know. Yeah. Um, he's credited, of course, with using a lot of these forward-thinking uh, methods. Um, and it's thought that when he played for Tampa Bay Rowdies in, in the US in the early 80s, and that was following two seasons at Millwall, very different places, Florida <laughs> and, uh, and that part of London, um, he saw methods being used there by um, the NFL side Tampa Bay Buccaneers who the Rowdy shared a stadium with. And he found their use of technology quite incredible because football still is a little bit in, in, in some part, but not so much these days, but certainly back then. It was always seen as a very passionate game and blood, guts and thunder and so on, especially in this country. And, and NFL were using... Again, it kind of because of the style of the game. Yeah, we're using data and and, and say technology and so on. And he was intrigued by this. He said, well, how can we do that in football? And as you say, he wasn't the first one. There wasn't many doing it when he started doing it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Use of um, statistics and advanced statistics in football is, is is still relatively in its infancy, mm. and we're talking about nearly twenty five years ago now. It's, yeah. it's it's remarkable. Whereas American sports, in terms of statistics, in terms of advanced statistics, mm-hmm. is 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 really uh, ahead of the curve when it comes to UK sports. So I, I think that cultural crossover mm. is quite interesting. Mm. And it is interesting when you, when you actually look at some of the percentages and stuff you know playing the percentages and mm. whatnot when he found that you know 33% of goals I think came from set pieces so you think right well that's that's a third of all goals so let's and they were big on set pieces Bolton yeah. so how can we how can we utilise that and and I think Allardyce was sometimes bitter because people say well they only score from set pieces it's like well well, that's a goal. Yeah, yeah and I, I, mean? I think Southgate's so. England in 2018 this, were, were very is, set piecey this is straight what we were talking about before this is straight out of the the Charles Hughes playbook so again something that he was really criticised for Mm. and I think with both of those both him and Sam Allardyce when they talked about about you know destroying the fabric of the English game I mean Mm. that that was more laid on Charles Hughes because he was setting the agenda that was the FA school of excellence wasn't it a little short yeah yeah. of how football should be played most Mm. most effectively in England obviously Allardyce wasn't nailed with that to the, 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 the same extent but I think the way Allardyce was looking for it in, in terms of, again, going back to maximising opportunity. If you can get the ball forward to the players who can actually play mm, quicker, mm. it's the way to do it. Well, no, that, 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 was, that was his view. So I think the, the idea that you should get the ball forward quickly and have very gifted attacking players, mm. they're, they're not juxtaposed, those ideas. They yeah. can go together really well. And I mm. think he realised that. Yeah, it's like silk and steel, isn't it? But I think the, the really sort of interesting thing about Allardyce's data-led approach, you, you would think that football would become a little bit uniform if everybody mm-hmm. was you know, essentially using the same metrics and the same data to try and get the same end result. Mm-hmm. But the character of someone still comes through. So yeah. looking at Sam Allardyce's mm-hmm. Wikipedia page, there was, a, there was a, a paragraph that really stood out and really made me laugh because it sort of sums up his style, which came out still through the data. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Almost like that bit at the end of The Matrix where you see its face. Um, <laughs> this is, Allardyce spent Spoiler. his youth with semi-professional side Dudley Town, making his debut at the age of 14 he quickly learned how to play centre-half in the highly physical West Mid- Midlands <laughs> Regional League. Like That's 14. incredible. Like the, the guy's tough. Never Sam Allardyce is a tough manager. He, tough was a tough player. Yeah. Clearly, you know, it was all about the, the blood and the thunder and yeah. probably not very te- technical. And he's got all this incredible information available to him, all this data that can mm. sort of give him insight into how to play the game. And that side of his game still yeah. comes through in it. Well, and that's a, it's a good and, point. And again, I've, I've, I've 
made the point earlier that it wasn't just about that, but about that physical side of it, but it was a big tenet of it. Mm. Mm. But again, like to to get in such players that we've mentioned already, the Jorkaev and Okotchenko, with such craft, and also crowd pleasers as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's it. I think he's aware of people say that his style of football is boring and so on, or, or not very attractive. It's just it's horrible to play against. Yeah, and, and I kind of look. I, I understand. I think for Allardyce, if he'd have come along maybe ten years earlier. I think maybe he would have been appreciated a little bit more. You could you could argue, but again though, sometimes he does sound a bit bitter when he starts. He I think he used the word propaganda when describing about playing it out from the back. You know, don't listen to all this propaganda that you have to play football in this way and that way. And it's kind of like that's where I think he kind of lets himself down mm. a little bit. But um, but the fact is, you know, when with this Bolton side created in his image, they still had some great players in there, and and you know. Players wanted to come and play for him quite clearly. I mean, the Greek winner, the Greek winger Stelios, was being courted by Man City and Liverpool in 2005. I forgot about Stelios. Yeah, it but, was brilliant. But, but, but Allardyce got him to play for for, for Bolton Wanderers. You know, I mean, you know, Fernando Hierro. I mean, yeah, the, the, the pull of Man City in 2005 must have, oh, must have been <laughs> well, very was, difficult to resist. But the way the way Stelios explained it is yeah. like Liverpool were very very keen. Yeah, and uh, Sam Allardyce invited him in for a chat in his office, mm-hmm. uh, locked the door, <laughs> and uh, gave, gave him gave him the full presentation. And this mm. was at the start of training. Mm-hmm. He signed the contract while he was the contract extension while he was there in the office, mm. and then they went down and Big Sam announced, "Oh, he's staying," yeah. and they had a massive yeah. uh, about it. So, um, <laughs> in, in terms of making players feel valued, making them feel mm. important, making all of them feel the centre of it, and that he was able to do it with players of these stature, this stature, it was mm. pretty amazing. Well, I look, think Ivan Campo, who I think. When he signed for Bolton, I think two years prior to that, he'd started in a Champions League final yeah. for, for, for Real Madrid. And he, he um, I think he wrote an open letter to Allardyce and the fans because he never got a proper chance to say goodbye, which he was gutted about. And he said um, about Allardyce, he had faith in me and taught me to be better, a more mature player. I mean, that's... You think you have Campo? Yeah, again, as I say, you know, he played under Vincente del Bosco at, at Real Madrid, won the Champions League and all that. And yet he's saying that Allardyce managed to kind of improve his game. But, but by the end of that spell at Real Madrid, he was made to feel yes. quite unwanted. Indeed. So to feel wanted again was, well, that, was yeah. very important. For sure, and I think that was that was very good at Allardyce, you know, the, the getting these kind of I wouldn't, I wouldn't rough diamonds, that wouldn't be, but those who were a little bit low on confidence or, or yeah. well, feeling unwanted, Andy, to, yeah. to use that word, I think is 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 very much the case. Um, so, yes, and over four consecutive seasons from 2004 to 2007, Bolton finished in the top eight each time. That's an incredible achievement. Yeah. Absolutely incredible achievement. Mm. They, they reached the League Cup final in 2004. Um, and I think I remember that season, they were, you know, often in. in in England, you have a side who suddenly people are like, "Oh, I quite like them." Yeah, mm. and like, you, like so, so West Ham have got a good lot of good feeling with regards to the Europa Conference League. I know it's not a domestic trophy, but you get a side who people think, "Oh, actually, I've enjoyed watching them." So Bright, again, Brighton this season, Brighton have been have been like that, and and Bolton were like that in the League Cup final with JJ Kotschko and that great free kick. I think it was in the semi final and so on. They were beaten by um, Middlesbrough in the final. Steve McLaren's Middlesbrough. Um, the pro zone party, pro zone boys uh, going <laughs> up against it, but but people had a lot of good feeling for for Bolton. The you know, UEFA Cup campaign in two thousand five six, where they beat Zenit, they drew with um, Sevilla, who of course went on to win the, the the trophy, and they were knocked out by Marseille. So 
you know, they, they, they look at where Bolton are now. Look mm. where they have been really since Allardyce, you know. Um, and again, as you mentioned earlier, Pete, he resigned when the club were fifth with two games to play in the 2006-2007 season yeah. because he was wanting to try and get into the Champions Typically League. Typically abrasive, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, incredible. But it's funny, though, how um, when, you, when, you, when you look at Allardyce's career, it was like this was his sort of real golden period because when he does go to Newcastle United after that, it doesn't quite work out. And I think that he really thought, if I'm given a bigger club with a bigger yeah. budget, bigger players... And that's where he kind of came unstuck yeah. a little bit. He got given more money in a transfer window than any other Newcastle manager ever. It's like yeah. 37 million, which yeah. is unprecedented at that time. Yeah. yeah. It was, in hindsight, a really bad fit, wasn't it? The, 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 <laughs> well, I don't the know. style that we I think, I think he. For. I think he was turfed out when they were 12th, which, you know, I mean, he didn't get time, did he? Yeah, he didn't really and, get and, time. And really, he didn't have time again, did he? In any of his well, jobs. Well, that's, that's it. Mm. And like, that's when, a shame when you look at what he, he achieved when he had it. Yeah, you, like, you understand why he might complain about it's that. It's a little bit like Pochettino post-Spurs. I, I don't think maybe he realised the uh, power of attorney he had until mm. he walked away from it. Mm. Yeah. Indeed, I mean, yeah, from giving being given a 10-year contract at Bolton when he's really starting to make waves in the game, suddenly it's it's very sort of short-term stuff. 10-year contract with four-game contract is <laughs> quite different. But again, though, like with regards to when he saved Everton, that's it. I say saved Everton, he turned them around. They were yeah. finished very eighth, well. though. They did finish he did eighth. save them. And, and he was kept on there. From themselves yeah, for a bit. Yeah, and then it, and it, it didn't work out because I think now... And this is where the bitterness comes in, is that that style of football that he has, which Bolton fans were getting a little bit, you know, well, there was a few Bolton fans who were getting a little bit bored of it by the end of, of his spell there. In the same way, it, unfortunately, if things begin to plateau, and that's really unfair to use that word, because if they're finishing the top eight and mm. so on for a side that side that, that big, but it's a bit like with Charlton and uh, Kerbishley or Stoke yeah. and Pulis, you think, well, come on, we're here, we've reached our ceiling, Let's let's maybe... Try and have another go or get someone else in, and it you know doesn't quite work. Yeah, and I think the difficulty is you see how tough maintaining those standards post Allardyce was. Like Bolton got themselves into horrendous debt. Oh yeah. By by the way, you know um, the owner Eddie Davies ended up being owed loads of money, and he wrote off like eighty million in in loans or something like that, didn't he? It was yeah. it was it was absolutely huge. But I think that the thing that can really be overlooked and I, I guess again what, what would be a source of enormous frustration for him mm-hmm. is big players really listen to him mm-hmm. and you talked about Ivan Campo there I remember um, interviewing JJ Okocha and by the way his long throws mm-hmm. we think of how brilliant he was on the ball but his long throws yeah. were a huge part of, yeah, of, yeah. of what they were able to do it, it's, it's Rory, funny because Rory the lap yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was funny because I remember asking uh, him on a, a, a ramble meets about the experience of of, of um, playing under Allardyce, and it's funny almost without thinking about it, he slipped into what do I remember uh, when I asked him what do you remember about playing with Big Sam? And he, the first thing he said, he he switched immediately into Allardyce speak, and he said. Don't fanny around with the ball in your own half. You're giving me a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) It was wonderful hearing JJ Okocha say that. I think one of my favourite Bolton moments Mm. with him, right at the beginning, actually, before they progressed into this European phase and become a real fixture in the Premier League, uh, Big Sam and Okocha dancing on the pitch after staying up. Yeah. And it's oh, the Reebok. That was amazing. and And not all of the big names worked out well there, but the fact is... 
a lot of them were going. I mean, he's, he's, he's not Mario Jardel, he was a goal machine yeah. for mm. Porto for many years. It didn't quite work out. I mean, he was, he was the size of a house when he turned up at Bolton. Yeah, yeah. That, was more, that was more on him. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Getting Anelka was a real coup Anelka, as well. Yeah. I mean, Anelka, huge. Anelka absolutely loved it there and he was really, really productive. Mm. Yeah. Stig Tofting. Remember the, one Stig of the most terrifying men to ever play yes. the game? Mm. Yeah, I that, just, was a, that was a good fit. I yeah. think it's fair to say. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I, I do just think that by the time he's finished at Bolton, he goes on to other clubs, as we said. I think that he, he need maybe the game is beginning to move on and those methods that people just maybe didn't really want them. They're still effective. Yeah. They'll keep a side in the league, but I think the ambitions of of Premier League sides and also the influence from you know managers like Guardiola, the Guardiola didn't come until a few years after and so on but a bit more of a foreign influence mm. really in playing style mm. they thought that's what we want the fans want attractive football that's what can be achieved and I think that's where Allardyce kind of thinks well hang on my methods yeah. still work and it's kind of like they do but actually I don't know if that many people want them and that's what stings I certainly thought that when he was saying things like that like that he could you know succeed with a bigger budget and a bigger club etc that maybe like he could play the scintillating football that others could yeah. if he only had the players for it exactly. but actually I think he meant my methods will work anywhere yeah. with big players there will be bigger results almost like yeah. but do people yeah, like want them to work style. anywhere like Marcus said and that's, yeah. and that's, yeah. and that's the point because exactly. he, he used to talk about you know well if my name was Sam Aladici I would manage yeah. Real Madrid and all this I, kind of to stuff. be fair to him on that one I think, he, he, was I think he, he was very obviously joking on yeah. that and a lot of people ourselves included sort of fell into the trap of taking him seriously on that but he's clearly got a sense of humour but, but I think oh I think there is a sense of seriousness in that somewhere. but I do think that. but I think that's Andy's point you know that, in, that, that chat he did with Neil Warnock you know when the two of them are sat oh, at the God, table yeah. like, I can't help but start talking about gravy <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong like some of it is amusing and we love Warnock you know but I, I just think with Allardyce, there is that little bit of bitterness there. Yeah. There is that kind of, I want people to like me and to respect my methods. And I think that's where... Yeah. Why think... don't you like me, you pricks? Yeah. <laughs> and but I think... but there, there, is a, there is a sense of misread. I mean, it's like when you were talking about him at Dudley. Like If you asked a load of Premier League fans about Allardyce, they'd go, oh, the most northern manager ever. Yeah, exactly. It's not, he's a Midlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sean Dyche as well gets the same from yeah. Northampton. Yeah. Do you know what though with 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 Aldice and I you're not even from Newcastle. Yeah. No, I know. We, I, we, we we're lost down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and 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 hear me out here. Obviously I've very much enjoyed Gareth Southgate as England manager and that beca- that and that came about because of Aldice uh, and and all that stuff that happened in Wings restaurant. Um and I'm not saying, you know, I would have rather Aldice in instead of Southgate. But I would have liked to have seen what Allardyce would have done yeah, with same. England. I genuinely would have done. I think it's yeah, really interesting. And I think it, yeah. and I think it is a shame about what happened. And of course, it's gutting for him. And when he was, you know, when he got the job as a proud Englishman in that England tracksuit, his arm folded and smiling, I was really pleased for him. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to pretty pretty hard heart not to sort Especially of see that and go fair when enough. You remember the context of you know we've just been knocked out of the Euros by yeah. Iceland. It's yeah. like all right, well let's roll this. Yeah, roll the Allardyce. Right there you go. And and I think in in one off games against bigger sides. Where England have, you know, always struggled. Really, I just wonder if actually he, he you know, I'm not saying he won the World Cup or anything like that, but I, I just, yeah, ultimately, I would have liked to have seen what he could have done. Yeah, I know. Imagine I know people think one nil of... against Germany off a set piece. Imagine his face. Imagine his <laughs> yeah, face but, but, after the game. That's all I want. I know, right? <laughs> you know, although Southgate even won two nil. But uh... <laughs> well, well, people, people do always think, especially with modern Allardyce, they, they think uh, Big Sam equals hubris. 
but I I think he was genuinely heartbroken by losing the yeah. job that he always yes. wanted. And I, and I think that photo of him again when he's in the tracksuit and he's just smiling, I actually... He didn't come across as the smug Allardyce. I think no. there was a no. dash of no. humility there of, I know what I've got here. Yeah. Look, he has a 100% record, you know. But uh, <laughs> best England manager ever in some regards. But yeah, I don't know. Give him another go. Give him another go. Give him another go. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide to you. Remember, we want your ideas for our next guide. Email us at showupfootballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. There we are. Pleasure, gentlemen. Big Sam at Bolton will never forget me. Laura Love and God bless. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 